0: A thousand times I've failed Still your mercy remains And should I stumble again Still I'm caught in your grace Everlasting Your light will shine when all else fades Never ending Your glory goes beyond all fame. Your will above all else, my purpose remains. The art of losing myself in bringing you praise everlasting. Your light will shine when all hell's fates never ending. Your glory goes beyond all faith. to bring you praise from the end.
1: wonderful special and thank you guys for participating in the worship tonight uh, man all of it was fantastic phenomenal great um, it was great to, to just be a part of that sit back there and listen to you guys worshiping I've commended you that on every night and I mean it every night it's been great and I've enjoyed it very much um, it is great to see uh, you guys here this, uh, uh, this uh, evening. Uh, those of you that have stuck with it every night, I commend you. Thank you for doing that. I know that's not the easiest thing. And, uh, and those of you joining us tonight, it's good to have you. right? It's been, it's been a great week and, and uh, I look forward to spending some time here together as well. Uh, I want to say that it is my privilege to have been here and to be able to preach. Um, There's probably a lot of other people that could have uh, done a better job than me, but I I appreciate that uh, um, Pastor Jeremy has uh, allowed me to be here again for another year and uh, to be able to share with you guys what God has laid in my heart. And uh, my desire is this last night would be a challenge to you and be something that would be an encouragement to you and also something that would just uh, Lay out some truth before you and so that's my desire tonight Um, let's go to second timothy chapter 3 and uh, that's been where we've been studying and our theme for Uh this year pastor jeremy laid out a uh, continue the thought of continuing um, I remember the, the like the first night and maybe like last uh, last week I always thought, I'm like, man, they're going to play a video game tonight. I'm like, I wonder what video, I never understood that that was the logo for, for the, I was like, man, when's the video game going to start? Um, but yeah, so, uh, but it is about continuing, right? It's about continuing and and we put these themes out there and Pastor uh, Jeremy thinks about it and lays them out and they're just a great thing for, as a theme for the year to think about and to, and to be challenged in that certain area. And so uh, hopefully this night uh, we will be able to kind of bring home the entire idea of what we been looking at and uh, just kind of bring it together it's been a great great uh, thing to to focus on Uh, we thought about and we talked about on Sunday night before continuing getting the basis ready uh, for what is necessary and then we dealt with um, the basics for continuing we dealt with uh, how it was important uh, these different areas of the basics of continuing we talked about a learned truth and a loving truth teller and a living truth and we talked about last night the basis of continue we talked about how it was a relational basis we talked about it having a reliable basis and we talked about it having a righteous basis and uh, we touched with all all of those subjects in a unique way and tonight i want to just share with you and challenge you in a very specific way and here in these first few minutes i want to just ask you to drop the screensaver and give me just a few moments here of your time and to focus on something that i want to get a little bit into the weeds on right i want to get a little bit maybe even a little bit personal on i want to talk to you tonight about the barriers of continuum the barriers of continue what are the things that are going to keep you from being able to continue and when we talk about continue i told you on the very opening night that we're talking about remaining we're talking about remaining staying standing firm being where you're supposed to be at being present we talked about how continuing isn't necessarily just going on and dragging on but it's about remaining steadfast and being able to continue on in what uh, we have uh, been told to do, and here we, we dealt about we've dealt about it, uh, we've talked about it, and dealt with it over the last several nights, in the things it says there. And let's go look ahead and look at our text in verse number fourteen of Second Timothy chapter three. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, the sacred writings, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And we talked about that. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man or the person of God may be perfect or may be completed, if you will, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, having everything necessary to live the Christian life. So tonight I want to continue on because you see, We can come out of here, this conference, we can come out of these great days of having every evening coming to church and being challenged, and we can have an earnest burning desire in us, but we need to understand that there's going to be some barriers in our life. There's going to be some barriers, and just like when you're driving down the road and there's something in the middle of the road, you've got to either do something. You've got to get out of your vehicle and move it out of the way. Or you got to drive around it, but you got to be aware of it because it's there. It's an obstacle. There's a problem there. That if it's there, you can't continue on. There has to be something done about it. I want to tell you tonight that there are some things in your life that are barriers to you being able to continue. There are some things in your life that you got to be aware of that. You've got to remove out of the way. You've got to steer clear of, because if not, you're not going to be able to continue on. You're not going to be able to remain steadfast. You're not going to be able to see yourself down the road where God wants you to be on the journey that God has laid out for your life. And I want to tell you tonight that God does have a plan for your life. God does have a purpose for your life. You are not here tonight by accident. You are not here by chance. Um, There is not just... Uh, just some cosmic forces that brought us to this point. There's a God, a creator of the universe who designed and made you and he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And tonight, he wants you to continue on. And, and there is, a, there is a, some direct things that he has for you. There's some wonderful plans that he has designed for you. And if you continue on in the journey that he has laid out before you, I promise you, it will absolutely be the most joyful life that you could possibly live if you continue on that journey. But you got to watch out. you got to be careful. you got to beware of some barriers that will come along the way. you got to beware of some barriers that already exist in your life that as you make an emotional claim to say, man, you know what? Man, Pastor John, he was challenging us all these days to continue. I'm going to go back to my school. I'm going to go back to my house. I'm going to go back uh, to my neighborhood, and I'm going to continue on. And that's a great emotional uh, desire to have. There's also some practical things that you got to examine. There's also some very particular things that you got to look at in your life. And you got to decide. These are some barriers that I've got to be careful with. And tonight, I, as we look at the context of 2 Timothy, I want to remind you, I know we got some new people joining us. We find Paul in a prison cell, in a dungeon. And he's writing to a church that has been scattered by persecution. And they have some great needs. And he lays out before them some challenges. He's coming to the end of his life, and he knows it, and we're going to look a little bit about that in chapter number four. But as he's in his last remaining months of life, he leaves before them some challenges that will be a help to them, because he knows that possibly he won't be around very much longer, but there's there's a need for that next generation to take the banner and go forward to continue on. And can I tell you tonight that there is a need for our generation, for your generation to get the banner of the Christian walk, to get the banner of the Christian life, to get the banner of walking with Christ and to carry it forward because your generation desperately and badly needs it. There is such a void of young men and young women who are going to walk in a godly way, who are going to honor God with their lives, who are going to purpose and have a desire, much like Daniel in the Old Testament, to honor the God of heaven, to decide that their life will count for something and to continue on going forward. And I want to challenge you with that tonight. I want to challenge you to beware of the obstacles that will come along. I Want to be careful. I want to tell you up front. I'm gonna be a little bit personal tonight I want you to know that what I say I say in love and I say out of knowing That these things that I share with you are very very deep truths And that if you'll hang with me, it'll be something to be worthwhile tonight Let's pray and ask for god's help in god's direction father. We do. Thank you. Thank you father for your love for your kindness Thank you father because in a time Where we see much darkness around us it gives the light the opportunity to shine all the greater i pray for these young men and young ladies that are before me father i pray lord because i know there are struggles in their life and i pray lord that as we look at them as we deal with them that lord we would be able to be honest as we look at the spiritual mirror of your word may we examine and be honest with ourselves as we're honest with you and deal with them in the most wholesome way possible father fill me with your spirit and guide me i pray all this in jesus name amen and amen we find as we jump to chapter number four as we know now paul is challenging these new christians to continue on to keep going forward he's coming to the end of the last words that he might share with this congregation with these um, readers of his letter And as he's finishing up here in chapter number four, he throws out these cautions, and I want us to look at them. He says in verse number three, he says this in chapter number four and verse number three of 2 Timothy, he says this, he says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Look at verse number four and they shall turn away their ears from what they shall turn away their ears from what i don't want to have lost you already they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables i want to say tonight to begin that one of the barriers to continue is a lack of truth is a lack of truth we see here paul's admonition paul's caution Paul's yellow tape, you know, when there's an accident scene or when there's a construction site going around, they wrap this caution tape around. That way, any walker by looking at it will say, oh, we've we got to be careful around here. Paul's, Paul's caution tape around here begins with this. There will come a time, where well, they will not endure sound doctrine. There will come a, t- a time where they shall turn away their ears from the truth in order for they for there to be a time where people turn away their ears from the truth what will they have to have done first I'm gonna make you make you think tonight I know it's a dangerous dangerous practice what will they have to have done first in order for them to turn away from the their ears from the truth what will they have had to have done first huh In order for me to stop running what do I have to have done first in order for me to stop running what do I have to have done first started running right okay there we go now we got your brains thinking ah all right. so in order to stop listening to the truth to turn away from the truth what will they have to have done first listen to the truth right you can't stop listening to the truth if you never started listening to the truth So who is Paul talking about here? He's talking about kids that grew up in Kids for Truth in Route 66. He's talking about kids that were at youth group and kids that went to camp and kids that were at vacation Bible school. He's talking about young people that heard the truth, that sat in the benches and the chairs of Bethany Baptist Church youth group and at one point heard the truth and then did what? Stop. It was a barrier. It's a barrier to continue to to not have the truth, to lack listening and be near the truth. Here tonight I want to ter- tell you dear friend that if you stop being around the truth, if you stop listening to the truth it is going to be nothing but problems for your life. I want to tell you that we live in a day and age where the explosion of anxiety of depression, the ex- explosion of people that have no purpose in life, a generation that is purposeless that you ask them what do you look forward to tomorrow what are you gonna do with your life I don't know I don't know purposeless existence laziness things that there's no inspiration in them there's no dynamic in them can I tell you that it boils down to one concrete thing and that is this the bear the barrier to being able to see what was planted in them to continue on to continue going is because they are separating themselves from truth they are stopping their ears it says for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears they will stop their ears to the truth and would rather listen to something else can I tell you tonight young person that you say brother John how do I know if I'm not listening to the truth okay let's go to the opposite side of it okay God's Word says that his word is what keeps wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking who heed thereto unto his word right God's Word Uh, There was a time I I know a lot of the the Bibles that were presented at this church I remember my dad would write a phrase in there and he'd say "Uh, this this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book the truth separates us from sin or sin separates us from the truth you want to know whether or not you have a lack of truth in you go to the measuring stick of where you're at in your sin life go to your measuring stick and see how many of these sins are being a problem with you do you have anxiety oh here we go let's go to philippians go with me to philippians chapter 4 philippians chapter 4 And look at what it says in Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Can I tell you tonight, where are you in your anxiety level? Is it something that you continually struggle with? Well, God's truth separates us from anxiety. It brings peace to our heart. It brings peace to our minds. It allows us to have calmness, not on the exterior, but on the interior. We have a generation that wants to go to a pill for anxiety rather than going to the truth of God's word. And it can never mask what God placed in there to be filled only by the truth. Can I tell you tonight... What will will be a barrier to you continuing? Lack of truth. Lack of truth. You see, tonight we can go. We can look. Where are we? Where do we stand in regards to depression? Go with me to Psalm 34. Go with me to Psalm 34. Look at what it says in Psalm 34. Look at what the truth, the truth. When we look at the truth, when we examine the truth, Psalm 34, verse 17, says the following. Says this in Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles you got trouble you want to look down on yourself can I tell you something there is a God in heaven and it is the one true God and the Bible says that when the righteous cry the Lord hears them you are never alone you are never isolated because you have a God that loves you it goes on to say in verse number 18 the Lord is nigh unto them that are a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit can I tell you tonight that the The answer to our generation for depression is not no more pills, not sitting on a sofa and talking to a psychopath. I'm telling you tonight that tonight the answer is the truth. The answer is God. The answer to be able to bring down that barrier against being able to continue is God's word. The truth, the truth is what will separate us. The truth is what, what will allow us to separate from sin or sin will separate us from the truth. Tonight, you want to know where you stand? You want to see and check your sin life? Check your sin life. Go with me to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. And I know I'm asking you to use your Bibles a little bit more tonight. And that's okay. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 12 says the following. Let not, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness into sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Let me bring it 2018. Here we go your body belongs to god if you're a child of god and you as accepting of truth will either start separating your body from sin or give your body over to sin hey that affects your dating life hey that affects your internet usage hey that affects your netflix shows that you watch hey that affects whether or not you block somebody on your snapchat hey that that affects what your google searches are Hey, that, that affects whether or not you go to the private setting on your iPhone or whatever it is on your Android. Hey, hey, that affects exactly what it is you're living behind the closed doors of your bedroom. It affects it because truth matters. And the Bible says, which is the truth, that we should not yield our bodies to sin, but we should yield our bodies to the service of God. It should be instruments of righteousness says there in verse number 14 of romans 6 for sin shall not have dominion over you you say brother john do you not sin yes i sin do you struggle yeah i struggle with sin but you know what a christian does a christian is fighting to make sure sin does not have dominion over them that every time the devil says to jump you're not jumping That on the contrary, what Jesus says and what God's word lays out before us as to what we should be striving to do, this same Paul goes on to talk about the battle that he has, that which he wishes he would do, he doesn't do, that which he wishes he wouldn't do, uh, that's what he does, and there's a battle. Look, there's no problem with you, young person, you struggle. We are flesh and bones, but let me tell you this, what are you yielding to? See, yielding involves an act of the will. It involves something of me saying, I'm just going to give in does the devil have to tempt you or or does he merely have to knock on the door and you go and fling it open does he got to force his way in there through a trick or is it something that simply you are continually yielding to oh me and my boyfriend we fell into sin oh yeah how did that happen well we were all alone in our house and what not falling into sin that's a choice that's a decision that's a yielding of your members it's a decision the very first time that text message comes across the phone and you know the direction that it's going that you don't say nope not happening it's a decision truth will keep you from that or that will keep you from the truth you know why what is the barriers to continue what is a barrier to going forward It's a lack of truth. It's not a lack of truth in the world. It's not a lack of truth at your church. It's not a lack of truth in your Sunday school room. It's a lack of truth in your heart and in your mind. And tonight, I want to be blunt with you a little bit. I love you, but the truth is that if there's wickedness and sin in your life and you're not dealing with it, you're not going to continue. You can hide it. You can mask it. I told you before, I've been a part of this church for all 37 and a half years of my life. I've been in the youth group or been around the youth group since about I was five or six, as I can remember. I've seen eight or nine generations, maybe 10 generations come through the youth group. And I can tell you that there's a lot of young people that are not here today because, you see, they stopped having truth in their life. And they yielded themselves to sin rather than yielding themselves as an instrument of righteousness in the hands of God and allowing truth to saturate their life. And as truth saturated their life, then it wasn't them, but Christ in them that allowed them to live a godly life. There's a lot of people that have done it. And all across this valley, all across our church, all across this nation, there are people that were in this church and that are still in this church that are living for God and doing what's right. And it was truth in their life truth in their life can i tell you tonight barriers to continue it's a lack of truth a lack of truth but i want to go back to second timothy where we began i want us to continue to look there as paul lays out in these final words as he gives with all of his loving passion as he as he gives these words to a church that desperately was going to need it He says there in verse number six, another thought as a barrier to continue. You may not see it at first, but when I looked at it and I saw, I said, you know what, this is so pivotal. Look at what it says in verse number six, it says, uh, uh, chapter four, verse number six of 2 Timothy, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. He goes on to talk about his longing desire. His longing desire to be in the presence of God. His longing desire. Can I tell you tonight that a lo- another barrier to continue is not just a lack of truth, but it's a lack of longing. It's a lack of longing, and that lack of longing is not just simply a lack of longing to do what's right, but it's a lack of longing for what is the win for you. For what is success for you? You see, we have an entire generation of Christians if we're not careful that believe this world is all there is and believe that success is measured by the measuring stick of the world and they're trying to live the Christian life against the measuring stick of the world and they get frustrated and they get let down and they get let disappointed and they feel they never measure up but maybe it's because you're using the wrong measuring stick because if you ever try and measure up to the world using the world's measuring stick while trying to live the Christian life it doesn't blend it doesn't mix there needs to be a longing in you to find success the way God defines it say how does God define success go with me to Matthew chapter 25 Matthew chapter 25 it says this in verse number 21 it's a story the parable of the talents and he says to him his Lord said unto him well done thou good and faithful servant thou hast been faithful over a few things I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Can I tell you tonight, that's what success looks like before God. That should be the longing. Can I tell you something? It wasn't always like that for me. Between the ages of 16 and 18, I grew in my spiritual life. I shared with you some of the things that uh, did happen in my life before. But during, those, age, during those, those years, God did a work in me, and, and, and my view of what success was for me began to change. My view of what the win is for my life changed. And I started to view this as much more of the win and success for me. And it has been my passion over the decades since then that that would be what I would hear one day. That one day when I stand before the God that I have grown to love and that I have grown in a relationship with that I may hear out of his words, uh, out of his mouth, those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. The decisions I make today, I make in in light of that longing the decisions I make today, the, the the reason, my motivation behind what I do, it is not a paycheck at the end of the month. It is not a newer car or a newer house, although there's nothing wrong with those things. Praise God for when they come and blessings come in many different shapes and forms and ways. But can I tell you that that is not my motivation? That is not my longing. My longing is one day to be with my Savior for all eternity and to be able to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant he puts it another way here uh, uh, in 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 Philippians chapter 1 Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 21 this same Paul puts it this way for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain for me to live is Christ and to die is gain what does it mean to live is Christ I know what to die is gain means it means I get to go to heaven yay But what does it mean for me to live as Christ? It means every decision that I make. He he talks about it later on. He he says there, excuse me, he says there even even before, uh, the the, the things that that are a profit to me, the things that glorify me, that lift up my my name or lift up my reputation, I count those as loss for Christ. But the things that lift up Christ, those are gain. Can I tell you tonight, young person, how much of your achievements does God get the glory for? for how much of what God, God allows you to do does he get the glory for how much of God's glory is your life consumed with do you worry at all about the recognition God gets through your life is there a longing in you to see Christ lifted up to see Christ glorified you see that changes a lot of our actions that changes a lot of our behavior that changes a lot of our decisions when we view life through that spectrum when we view life through that understanding that changes so much our definition of success changes what is the win for us changes Paul never looked to be somebody famous he looked to glorify Christ He got to meet the most important people of his time. He got to meet the the most influential people of his time. He could have used all of those contacts and all of those connections for his own profit, for his own gain. But every instance that he had, an audience before a king, an emperor, a leader, an influential person of his time, the most influential people of his time the Hollywood stars of his time the superstar athletes of his time every single instance he used it to share Christ to glorify Christ to lift up Christ Can I tell you young person that in your life a barrier to you being able to continue is if there's a longing for this world for the way this world defines success being beautiful like the magazine cover having as many followers as Kim Kardashian or doing this or that or the other as opposed to how God defines success. That longing for this world over the longing for honoring Christ and for what Christ determines and for what God determines to be ultimate success, you can't. And in, in, in another portion, the Bible puts it this way, that you cannot you cannot uh, 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 worship God and mammon. You cannot worship God and money. You cannot worship things of this world and God at the same time. Can the same out of the same fountain spring forth sweet water and salt water? No, it cannot. Either one or the other has to be there. And can I tell you tonight that the way that we continue is by removing the barrier of longing for this world and longing for the success that this world says how beautiful i am how fit i am how much i can accomplish how much money i can get how popular i can become and 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 removing those things and deciding what can i do how can i make my life count for christ how can i live every single day so that the moment i close my eyes to this world and i open them in heaven the first words i hear out of my loving god is well done thou good and faithful servant is there a longing in you for that kind of win because if there's not that longing it will be a barrier for you to continue there's not that truth there will be a barrier for you to continue let's go back to chapter number three four excuse me second timothy and i want to finish here you guys have listened so well thank you for doing such a great job tonight you guys have listened so well i know it's it's not been the glossy stuff tonight maybe been a little bit more in your face I appreciate that you guys have listened well third thing I just want to finish with this I dealt with it a little bit last night and maybe even a little bit each night but I want to come back to it and I want to finish the last thought that I will share with you in this conference on that thought you see I told you before that That having been around this church for as long as I have. Having seen the generations that I've seen. I have a burden. I want to see more wins. I want to see more people picking up the banner of truth. And longing for the win that God sees as a win. And I've thought about different ways. Can we offer more programs? Can we bring you to church more often? Can we be more dynamic in the things that we do here at church can can we do this can we do that and I've I've been convinced that it boils down to one thing it boils down to this one thing I'm not necessarily speaking to, to those that are lost tonight I'm speaking to you that are here come from a Christian home or at least you've been around the things of Christ for many many years now I want you to guard against one last barrier. I want you to see something. See, this barrier, it takes down the greats. It takes down even those that have been around this for a while. If you don't guard against this barrier, it can become something that will ultimately take you down. In chapter number 4, Paul is finishing there, and he's about to share his final thoughts. Encouraging the, listener, the readers of this letter. But he feels the need to, to throw out one last caution. He cautions them on a lack of truth. He cautions them on a lack of, of longing. And then it says in verse number 10. He throws out a personal caution. Using a personal example. He says there in verse number 10. For Demas hath forsaken me having loved this present world want to finish with this a barrier to continue is a lack of love a lack of love your love for God will determine your ability to continue your love for God not your love for church not your love for pastor Not your love for exciting events and outings with the youth group, your love for God. Your love for God, because your love for God will be what will stand you when things go wrong in this world, and there's going to be time where things go wrong. Your love for God is what will allow you when you fail miserably and fall on your face to get up and to go to that God and say, God, but I love you and I know that I only love you because you first love me. And your love for God will be what, no matter what comes in your life, you will continue. But if your love for this world is stronger than your love for God, You will not. Let me say that one more time. If your love for this world is stronger than your love for God, you will not continue. It will be an impassable barrier. You cannot go on in the Christian life loving this world more than loving God. Demas was a pastor, a co-laborer with Paul. He was somebody that we would have looked up to he was somebody that if he would have come to our church, we would have said, hey, can he preach tonight? Can he preach th- this day? Man, we would love to hear them. He was with Paul. Man, he was one of the guys that was there involved and excited and, and around and, and doing great things for the cause of Christ. He was, he was at youth group every time, and he was there, and he was a part of what was going on, and he helped set up the chairs, and he was there, and he he worked in the sound booth, and he was there. But guess what happened one day? He stopped continuing. Because he loved this world more than he loved God. Can I tell you tonight, young person? I want you to continue. I'm rooting for you to continue. But you got to be aware of these barriers. Because if you don't observe them, if you don't watch them, if you don't acknowledge them, if you don't take them on and deal with them, they will derail you. And you will not continue. Oh, you will be one of those that we can say like demons. Oh, one time he sat here. Yeah, I remember he used to come to youth group. I don't want to speak ill of people, right? But I can give you example after example. A people who were once faithful here that today they're not in another church. They're not in a different place learning and growing they're not a part of God's work at all. God has no part in their life at all. And if you were to talk with them, they would give you an excuse about, this person hurt me in the church, or this happened to me in my life, and I can't believe God allowed this to happen to me. They would say this problem came about in their life, and they would give you every excuse under the sun. But if you got down to the heart of the matter, you know what you would find? they didn't love God like they should can I tell you tonight the basis that we need to be able to continue on is to love God if you love God then I'll see you here a decade from now if I'm still around I'm not around church if I'm still alive I'll see you here and we'll be able to shake hands during the welcome song at church on sunday i'll see your husband or your wife if you're a guy your wife if you're a girl your husband um and we'll be able to smile and we'll be able to look at what god has done we'll get excited about what god is doing we'll get excited about what god's going to do in the future and we'll continue on together but if you don't remove these barriers and one day, we'll be sitting here thinking about, remember so-and-so, Truth wasn't in him. It wasn't a longing for the wind that God sees as the wind. It wasn't a love for God that is reflected in a life, of righteousness, of right living. Tonight, young person, examine your life. Is there a lack of truth? Do you struggle with some of those things I mentioned? It's a lack of truth? start finding ways to pour truth into your life it's out there look man in this room tonight i counted like 15 sponsors or adults that are somebody that care about you that would pray with you that would help you there's truth there's people willing to pour truth into you We offer Sunday school classes, we offer preaching Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, we offer a youth group, we offer you a Bible study, we offer you resources back there, there's books, there's things for you to learn, We, we tell you about podcasts, we give you ways in which truth can pour into your life. Are you taking advantage of them? One of the greatest ways for truth to be poured into your life is with worship. Hey, listen, you, you, you can't fill up your iTunes account with Beyonce and, 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 and with all this other stuff and, and, and expect for truth to be there. It can't, that's not how truth gets to your life. You need to get worship music in your life. You need to get truth being poured in through your music, through the things that you let your eyes gaze on, through the shows that you watch. May you have a desire to have truth, to have a longing, to have love for God.